the road to consciousness we will figure out the biggest mystery in human history how can we have such a rich subjective internal experience of life the one truth that we know is that we are conscious yet we don't understand or even know from the physical workings of the brain how that consciousness arises or how it works we're going to do it by putting things into two buckets knowledge truth the things that we know are true or that we have enough data and evidence to point to that and making some assumptions we're going to have to do that in order not to go around in circles today i want to talk about the physical versus the mental i may have talked about this before but i've been thinking a lot about what that means physically we all have a fairly good understanding and in fact it's all very similar for us (laughs) it's funny oftentimes we think we're very different from each other but physically at least We are 99.95% genetically from our DNA the same. There's only a certain number. Well, there's a lot that we can do physically. Um, I mean, you can raise your arm, all the mechanics of your muscles. You could do a lot. You are limited to a certain reality or an environmental factor physically, space-wise. But there's still a lot you can perform. Uh, and and movement and all of that good stuff that we know that we learn over the years uh, it's it's fairly in depth and fairly complicated especially around cell biology and how it all comes together to allow us to do what we do especially our organs and keeping us alive and heartbeat and respiratory and circulatory there is a lot to it physically but once we talk about the mental realm it opens up possibilities that is just almost infinite we can think about the past we can think about the future we can think about the present we can think about being in other places we have a wide and varied learning uh, model where we learn episodic and factual things about reality Uh, we have an experience that we're having through our consciousness that's also mentally we leverage and think about so mentally, it just opens up a, a, another level of a world of reality um, that we can go to. Even beyond our physical boundaries, we can think about what we know of the universe. Uh, 13.8 billion years ago, it started. We've done something we learned. We can think about that. We can almost experience that. We can replay our previous experience and that then leads on to the physiology of experiencing it again this is all what the mental world opens up to us and it's just crazy to think about what that means (laughs) the natural question is why i mean both of them have the same goal that's homeostasis physically we need our bodies to be regulated to a certain level to keep us alive and then we need to take action based on that mentally it's very similar we're trying to use previous experiences to learn or things that we have learned about reality in order to keep us alive but it's gone well beyond that uh we've talked about future prediction machines before and this is a differentiation between physical and when i say physical i'm talking about the working of the brain as well so the physical neurons of the brain i classify that as our physical bodies mentally though is those images that we have in our mind mental and then how we think about the world and reality that's sort of the differentiation so physically we we kept alive by all of this uh mechanics you could say going back to kind of the the mechanical universe 
Um, but also physically, we predict micro level the future. We know what we think the next reality for us is. And that's based on everything that we've learned previously. It's very small when you take any sort of even step. When you're walking, you're expecting your foot to hit the ground and then you're expecting your next foot to do the same thing. And every time it does happen because that's how our physical universe works. If there is a disruption to this physical prediction, i.e. let's say you trip, you didn't realize you are going to trip or you hit a rock, that's a disruption to the expectation you had because you probably didn't expect to trip. And then something is triggered physically and mentally as well. The interruption to the mental realm is, oh no, I've tripped. Your body takes an action that you weren't expecting to take. Uh, You might be falling forward. And in that sense, you need to then do some other type of reaction that was different to what that future prediction was. This is at the micro scale and this is happening at an infinite amount of times per uh, smallest amount of time we are just continuously there's something about the continuum of our consciousness the stream and something about the way that we experience the reality in a continuous fashion which there's no easy way to quantify that in terms of the smallest amount of time and the, and the largest number so i'm going to just refer to it as that stream uh, and that experience so during that stream, you have to take a different action or do you do a different reaction that was what was initially predicted. You might put your hands out because you're going to fall. That's a natural reaction. Or you might recover from the trip because it wasn't that bad. But your body has changed its physiology. Your heart rate may go up, for instance. That was unexpected, but that's just a natural reaction our bodies take. And, and the goal of homeostasis, again, keeps us alive. You know, If there's a predator or something we have to react to, we have that instinct, we have that reaction, which we don't normally think about because it's just ingrained in us. This goes to the heart of empiricism. We have learned everything during the developmental phase and how physically we start to learn the world. Uh, you know, this is all coming back to John Locke, uh, a blank slate. Uh, everything we learn we learn through those experiences and over time we just start to harden the sense of what is real and what is not and the question we're trying to solve is what is the true nature of reality and how much is in our consciousness physically at least we cement what we learn along the way and it becomes so ingrained in us that that stream of experience that we have is just a, a complete unified ability to go through life uh, and, and to react uh, and to you know even instinctually do things so that's the physical world uh, i did it's very interesting how it's limited to a certain space but that's just again that is that is that is reality that is the universe now space is coming to question science definitely questions things like mass and space and time but at our macro level, that seems to be a very hard and fast rule. It's rare that you'll walk through a wall. At the quantum level, yeah, quantum tunneling does happen and small subatomic particles go through what seems to be a physical barrier. But at the macro level, I am safe to say that throughout human history and <clears throat> for the next chapters of human history, we are bound by our physical reality. And as we learn that during children, uh, kids... Uh, when we're developing then that hardens and physically we then obviously go through life moving and doing everything that we need to do 
Mentally, on the other hand, this is super fascinating. This may be nature versus nurture, but definitely nature physically gives us bounds. Mentally, though, it opens up a whole different world. Not only, I'm not even talking about psychology yet, but like obviously people think different, act different, uh, very differently. This is very internal. Physically, we have a sense of each other because we're physically very similar, um, you know, in terms of the things we can do. But mentally, it's very difficult to understand what is going on in someone else's mind. In fact, almost near impossible. But even that is probably not that similar because of the vast array of things we could think about. Uh, Mentally, how we see the world, how we see the reality. And this is, again, going back to empiricism versus rationalism. What we experience... How much of it is absolute truth? How much of it is in our minds? Either way, the mental realm is uh, is is crazy. <laughs> Past, present, future—that's all that our, our mental uh, something that we have and we can explore. Uh, but going back to keeping it on track towards what is our immediate reality, even mentally, I guess is sort of limited to the present at least is limited to our current physical space or reality we are experiencing our present consciousness there's no way to then not experience the present if that makes sense um but we can then take ourselves out of the present mentally and move us to a different either spatial location i can think about areas that i know of and try and imagine it's only imagine because i can't know 100 percent what is going on there i mean whether that's doesn't really matter you just name, name a place that you've been uh my other home uh or work you can then at least imagine what that looks like you could think of times that you were there uh you could think of interactions you've had there they may trigger an emotional reaction Uh, i think emotions play a very strong role in all of this every conscious experience we have is tied to some kind of emotion whether that's strong and we talked about the emotional significance uh is, is, is whether we remember it or not but you could think about all of that and that has an effect on your present first of all you're using your mental to think about something other than the present which is taking away from the present but that's just how it works but you may physiology may change same sort of thing like your heart rate may increase you may start breathing heavy based on some experience you've had there but this is the power of the mind but the mind also allows us to think about everything we've learned it's very memories is such a powerful tool that we don't understand how it works yet i mean you can't even imagine everything you know (laughs) memory wise whether that's episodic or factual there's other types of memory memory which is non-declarative which is all the trained patterns of learning like we talked about walking walking didn't happen automatically you learned how to walk you trained the cerebellum part of your brain which is the autonomous part to walk and that's why you can walk without thinking about it the more that we can do that the more it opens up or allows our minds to think about other things and this is where our physical areas are more of our subconscious it just works and we learn to do something and it's programmed into the cerebellum or other neural pathways and those neural pathways get stronger over time Uh, the more we practice something and more we learn it if you're playing a sport 
you practice daily. Why do we practice four or five hours, six, seven hours a day? Because we're training our cerebellum and other parts of our physical brain to automatically do something and it becomes that instinct. We don't have to think about it at some point, it just does it. And that allows us, our minds, to focus on something else. And you could ask, why did all this happen the way it did? But I would say that that's one of the big reasons, is that we want to spend our mental energy focusing on what we feel is the most important thing to focus on i'm not saying walking isn't important but once it becomes something that you can do automatically why would you want to have to think about it imagine you had to think about even your heart rate uh and this is the old brain uh you know that takes care of all of the autonomous functions for your body and evolution has given us this gift of not having to think about the physical but allow us to have the mental now why we built on top of that the experience that we have that's really the hard problem and the big mystery is do we need to have had this rich experience of life uh do we need to not only think about but then go about you know experience the color orange and things like that this is a hot open topic that we're delving into i believe it is a phase of evolution that, that enhances our reality. It enhances our chances of staying alive and homeostasis. That experience gives us the next level way of seeing the objective reality that allows us to essentially not only stay alive, but it increases the chances ever more. I mean, the ability to think about time and the directional error and predict the future we talked about predicting at a micro level what's happening next in our physical reality we're now able to predict the future in a mental way which is thinking about even something like tomorrow which is unheard of throughout other species we have evolved to do that and that definitely increases the chances of survival because you could do something today that changes what the future will be tomorrow um, and so that's one of the explanations of why we had it and why we evolved to have this experience. There's still that open question of why the step function to experience or the hard problem of consciousness. Like, why do we have this experience at all? Could we not have it? The answer is yes. There's a lot of things out there that not only don't have that, they don't even have the mental realm. Uh, I think cells are a great example or single cell organisms. They can process and function just in the physical and they understand their environment and things are transferring through from the membrane into the cell and things are transferring out of the cell and it's keeping itself alive that is a pure physical um interaction next thing is that mental that evolved at some point and then through animals we could assume have some sort of mental ability or mental capabilities again it's very hard to be 100 percent certain but some mammals uh, have that mental seem to have that mental ability uh, we seem to be the ones with the rich mental and conscious but we assume at some stage that happened as well yeah it's just it just i can't get past easily why we have this mental ability it definitely opens up a crazy amount of ways to see reality um almost infinite i can't even think about how many things i can think about and memory we touched upon it's you can remember things you don't even know you know and it's instantaneous it's almost if you think about something it just comes to the forefront 
we don't know of any other system in the universe that has the capabilities to do this. Um, we haven't found alien life yet with any sort of capabilities, but we don't know anything, any other system. There are complex systems out there. Uh, we just talked about cells. Cells is one of the most, one cell is, especially a, a human cell uh, or even non-human cell, is such a complicated, there's 10,000 proteins and molecules or interacting multi-cell organisms are incredibly complex. But neither of these, we are sure, has any kind of mental realm or experience. So uh, it's not that complexity is not out there in the universe. Complexity in the way that we have in terms of our abilities is not out there. And so far, like I said, we haven't found alien life, whether it exists or not. We are the only things, things, humans are the only things in the universe we know of that are able to do this. And that almost points to the fact that maybe we're creating our reality in our minds. Maybe we are the starting point to reality. Maybe our consciousness is the starting point to reality. We talked about other things in the universe and, and you know, panpsychism and other theories state that maybe everything in the universe is proto-conscious in some sort of way and has that experience. Fair enough. Uh, maybe experience is a fundamental part of the universe and it's not just us. Uh, we don't know that yet. Will we ever know that? It's it's hard to say. Uh, I'm not sure. I would say a lot of what we create does come from the mental realm. A lot of physical creations that we have, I wouldn't say physical creations, but the way that we see the physical universe has a lot to do with our mental realm, has a lot to do with this consciousness, has a lot to do what is within our minds. Now, the big question is, why do we see reality the same if it's in our minds? And that's fact that we are so similar and our brains are so similar physically. Again, 99.95%. We are similar in terms of DNA. So our brains are just naturally wired to see the reality of the universe the same way, uh, which is such an interesting to thing to think about. <laughs> How can everybody see it exactly the same? It's just that's the way our consciousness, that's the way our experience is geared. We were evolved to experience the universe the same way. Going back through evolutionary tree, do animals experience the universe the same way? The classic example is a fish. What do you think a fish sees? How do you think a fish experiences the world? It sees its immediate surroundings. It sees the water around it. It sees predators coming in and out. You can identify them. It can react to what it needs to do, but beyond that, it can't tell you about the Big Bang. <laughs> it can't tell you about the universe because that's not the way its experience was geared. It's reality, both physical and even mental. Now, whether it is mentally aware, whether it was consciously aware, I'm going to probably say no, maybe a fish not. Uh, that's an assumption. Uh, does it experience and have feelings of pain? <laughs> This is an open question through years of philosophy. I would say yes, but then how can it have a mental without a conscious experience? <laughs> that, is, that is a good question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it, it's opening the question to whether it is mainly mental. Uh, mental and, and experience, uh, I guess, go hand in hand. Can something have feelings and experience pain without having a mental realm? Or is it a reaction? It could be a, a, a reaction, physical reaction I'm talking about. If, if you probably touch a fish, it's physically going to react. 
Uh, does it have to think about it? And does it have to experience life? Does it have to feel that pain? Remember, our, we're the same way. We have a physical threshold for what's classified as pain. But what we experience is that mental pain factor. We feel pain. We experience and feel pain. Does a fish experience and feel the pain or is it physically reacting? Ah, that's such a tough question to answer. <laughs> I mean, we have drawn the line of certain animals that we classify as experiencing and feeling pain and some as, as not the others. So we have somehow figured out how to do that, but it's still all conjecture. Uh, we just don't know. And this is the hardest problem is it's such an internal subjective thing. And even between humans, we don't know what other people are feeling or the pain uh we can only use our mental to imagine which is the power we have from our mental experience is that we can try and empathize or feel some sort of experience of other things i just tried to feel the experience of that fish uh, but at the end of the day there's no data to verify it uh, i wish we could talk to the fish which makes it even harder <laughs> at least we can talk to each other but there's no and this is why we develop languages to be able to express our inner subjective experience to other humans this is a very powerful tool we can not only exchange information but we can also exchange how we're feeling and some of the internal subjective experience we're having which gives us and each other more data points about our reality and we've got to the stage where obviously we can share those data points and now we have some sort of common understanding and epistemology wise we can start to classify things as truth but the the big uh, elephant in the room or the fish in the room is that this is all happening through our consciousness and if in some way our consciousness we know our perception and sensations can trick us if some way our consciousness isn't what it seems then we're all just you know seeing things exactly the way the same way and that might not be what's actually happening out there uh, but going around in circles a little bit we, back to where we start when we talk about these things uh, what is the true nature of reality and how much of it is in our consciousness how do we figure it out uh, we need some way of separating the two and there's no easy way to do that um, but this is why this is such a fascinating topic Anyway, I've been thinking a lot about the mental realm, the possibilities it opens us, what it means for our personal reality and what it means for just general human reality, um, why it came about the way it did. Still an open question. Either way, it's a very, very powerful, infinitely powerful and useful tool um so i'm gonna try and use that tool as best as i can to figure out what that tool is uh, this is why we're here yeah 